Hi, everybody. Welcome to my new podcast, Making Your Marriage Strong. My name is Ron Osselbrooks, and uh, I'm very excited about this new podcast and hopes that no matter if you've been married many years, maybe 50, 60 years, or just getting married, uh, maybe thinking about getting married, we're going to be giving you lots of different tools, tips, if you would, to help you along the way. But before we do that, I want to just tell you a little bit about myself. And I've been married for 52 years to my beautiful wife, Phyllis, who passed away last year and is in heaven because God took her there and uh, she's there rejoicing and she's having a great time there because I know she loved counseling. She loved working with kids and uh, kids clubs. And I know for a fact that's what she's doing, playing with the animals and dogs and cats. So it's just a great thing. So a tribute to her and to all of our kids to do this. It's going to be an amazing thing. So, yeah, we were married 52 years. As I think about it, we went back even to high school. We were high school sweethearts. So uh, coming out of high school, we dated back and forth and so on. But uh, for 52 years, we spent our lives together. I mean, you know, no one has a perfect marriage. We know that, right? Come on, guys. You know that. It's true. I mean, some of you might think you have a perfect marriage, but your wife would probably tell you different or your husband would probably tell you different, right? So... But at any rate, so that's what we're going to talk about. So we've been doing a lot of counseling over the years on staff at a church for 12 years, doing uh, marriage and premarital counseling, uh, doing weddings and so forth, doing family counseling. I was uh, involved with uh, working together, doing team concepts at Ford Motor Company back in the day. actually retired from Ford Motor Company after 30 years working with uh, process improvement steps and so forth and and bringing all those kinds of things into a marriage. You can do that as well. So I'm excited about that. But I have some beautiful children. I want to just recognize them. Jeff, uh, my son Jeff, my daughter Julie, my son Sean, Tim, and Dawn. My beautiful children I'm blessed to have and many, many great grandchildren as well. So it's going to be a great journey here together. And just right up front, if you have any questions uh, at the end of these podcasts, feel free. You can contact me on my email address. It's also Brooks. It's A-L-S-O-B-R-O-O-K-S, like also Brooks, two words in one. Also Brooks Ron at yahoo.com for any questions you might have. So look forward to hearing from you on that. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things and just want to give you a little rundown of some of the table of contents. We're going to be looking at what the Bible says about marriage. The Bible says a lot about marriage. And um, so just like any kind of a map that we need if we're going on a trip, we need to lay things out so we know where we're going and what we're doing. So the Bible gives us the same kind of map. It's a process map that tells us what marriage is all about. So we'll we'll be looking at that. What does the Word of God say about communication? Wow. (laughs) Is that a huge one, guys? Or girls? Yeah, it really is. I mean, because when you think about it, communication is everything. Communication is really about listening, having good listening skills. So if you tell me you have good communication, then you're probably a pretty good listener. But sometimes we find that many people say they have good communication, but they never listen to what the other person is saying. They're too busy getting out something they want to say to the other person before that person's even done talking. Right, everybody? That's true. I found myself doing that, I know. So it's true. We've got to be patient. Communication is so important. So what do the doorways of communication look like? We'll be looking at that as well. So we can open good doorways to communication. We can open bad doors to communication. It's all about what we want to do. Creating a wish list. What is that all about? Well, 
sometimes in our marriage, even from the very beginning, yes, you look back on your marriage, however many years you've been married, you can probably remember the times that you did things for your wife that she liked very much, or your husband that he enjoyed very much. And you would do them over and over and over because they like that very much. And so that's what I'm talking about, creating a wish list that that person likes and enjoys. So why should that stop? It never needs to stop. We just need to keep on doing what they like. Communication skills that will increase your intimacy. Okay, guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. Intimacy isn't just sexual things. And you can ask your wife this, right, wife? It's holding hands. It's rubbing her shoulders, giving her a caress on her back, um, just looking at her just the right way, smiling at her. Those are really things of true intimacy. It doesn't have to be a sexual thing. And we're not talking about that here. We're talking about communication skills that will increase your intimacy in those kind of ways, okay? So also communicating caring behaviors. Well, caring behaviors sort of goes along with the same thing. It's like, how much do I care for my wife? How much do I care for my husband? In what ways do I care for him or her? How do I show them that? Communicating, for example, Eight steps for resolving marriage conflict. We know that marriage, marriages have a lot of conflict. They don't have to have a lot of conflict, but, but guess what? They do because sometimes it's true that somebody always wants to get the last word in, right? It's true. Come on. You know what? I know my wife sometimes would always want to get the last word in, and, but you know what? And she was right most of the time. And I was probably wrong most of the time. But I've learned over the years, we both did, that, you know what, you don't have to have the last word. You can talk it out, communicate it out, and um, do it sensibly, do it honorably, then you will have success. And we'll talk more about that too. The relationship that matters most is another item we want to look at. So what is that all about? The relationship that matters most is the relationship that you're currently in. That's the only relationship that matters most because you're, you're living your life out to the fullest each and every day for your wife, for your husband, to give him or her all you can do to show love, devotion, and all those things you can, those caring behaviors that you just spill out over on him or her. And uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Okay, we're going to talk about honor. Honor is the foundation for healthy relationships. What does that look like? Well, when you honor somebody, you're saying that, in effect, that they're pretty special. When we think about royalty, we think about the king or the queen or something like that, that live in palaces or so forth. For example, we would honor those people, or we would honor the president because of his stature. But in, in a marriage relationship, in a biblical relationship, and this, that's what this is all about, all biblical concepts here, by the way. So we honor each other because God thought that the husband and the wife were so special. He created both of us. And we and you're a daughter of the king and you're a, a son of the king. So that's very special. So you have to honor that. Honor each one each and every day. Just like the as much as the Lord loves us and he loves the church, so we should also love our wives and our husbands the same way. And uh, we can do that. It's not a hard thing at all. The top 10 dishonoring acts in a home. We're going to look at that as two. So you think about honoring things. Can I do to honor my husband or my wife? What can I do to dishonor my wife or my husband? There's lots of things that we probably do that we don't even think about that we say, well, 
I think this was honoring, but on the other hand, if you ask the other person, no, that wasn't honoring at all. That was dishonoring. So we've got to be very careful and we, when we distinguish what's honoring and what's not honoring. We're going to talk about that. So also, we want to look at the friendship tool that talks about forgiveness in marriage. You know what? How big is that, by the way? Forgiveness in marriage. You think that's very important? <laughs> you better believe it's very important. Sometimes we aren't very quick to forgive because we don't want that person to be forgiven. But God says something else about that. He says, be a quick forgiver. And uh, he says also that if we forgive, you know, we need to forgive because he's forgiven us. And that's biblical. So it is important, you know what, and if we can get that concept down in our marriage quickly in our marriage and rather than hold on to things because we ha- we want to hold on to grudges and we don't want to say, you know what, you're forgiven because it hurts too much. We need to do what God's example says that, you know what, forgive and forget. And that when you do that, you're really letting go of that person. You're letting go of that hurt and, and his, even though that person may have hurt you and uh, rightfully so, he or she may have done something wrong and you want to hold that against them. But we can't do that. We've got to free that person up. And so when you do that, you're going to bring harmony back into the marriage, and that's what God wants. So, you know what? We can have a stalemate, and we can hold out for a long time, but where does that get us? I mean, days and days will go by, weeks and weeks, even months. Sometimes I've heard even years going by that couples don't even want to talk to each other because someone hurt the other person or offended the other person or said something the wrong way, and there was no forgiveness. And so can you think about how sad God must be because of that? And guess, the, guess what? The enemy wins. We don't want the enemy to win in our marriage anymore. We want to put him down under our feet and step on him. Get out. Get behind us. God is winning in our marriages today because we're forgiving each other. That's what's so important. So another concept we're going to look at, too, is what are we saying in our marriage and what's being heard? What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes, you know, when... We have occasions to, for example, maybe my wife comes home from the hairdresser and uh, she'll walk in the door and I'll say, oh my gosh, you got a haircut. What did she just hear? I don't like that haircut. (laughs) Come on, guys. You've been there before. You know what I'm talking about. So you don't say that. (laughs) You let her walk in and let her tell you. (laughs) Or... If you're not going to say anything at all, say only the good things. Even if you don't like it a little bit, but you like it a lot, say to her, I love that hairdo. I love that haircut. Who did that for you? It's beautiful. So give her all the accolades that you can, even though there may be a couple that you don't like because maybe the the, the streak in the hair or whatever, how it's combed or something. Let that go (laughs) because it's not worth the fight over it. So that's what I'm talking about. What are we saying? What's being heard? We're going to talk about hindrances to spiritual intimacy as well. So, you know, we talked a little bit about intimacy, what that looks like, but there's also some hindrances to uh, that as well. So just the opposite. That's not very good. We don't want to be in that place. So we'll look at that later on too. Temptation. Wow. Temptation in a marriage. What does that look like? Well, it talks about how true we are to our wife, to our husband, who's first place in our marriage, and those kinds of things. Temptation can take us away from 
everything that we want to do because the enemy is all about trying to destroy us and to to distance us from each other. So every day, the concept of, of coming together and building each other up will keep those hindrances away from our marriage and the temptation as well. So those are some of the things that we're going to be looking at. So it's very important when you think about the fact that here you have two lives becoming one. That's not very easy. Two lives becoming one. How do you solve everyday problems? How do you establish healthy communication? How do you work out conflict? How do you deal with the struggle of differing needs? Well, those are all the things we're going to look at. And you know what? We know that coming into a marriage, we have different personalities. And we don't want to say, you know what, that her personality is a bad personality or mine's a good one. No, God made that person he or she, just very special. And we don't want to take that personality away from them because they're very special. God made that. So we might have differences of opinion, and that's okay. We have to get used to talking through that and understanding what that, those communication things are for our husband and wife. It's, um, it's like, again, some skills that we need to learn. What do they like to do? What do we like to do? And so we understand each other more and more effectively each and every day. So I'm excited to talk a lot about these new concepts and day-to-day principles and practices that we can use in our marriage. So also there's some scripture that I want to leave with you too, just a tidbit. And this is found in the book of Proverbs. And it's just like an introduction to what we're talking about. The book of Proverbs begins with the command to trust and reverence the Lord. And it ends with a picture of a woman who fulfills this command. Her qualities are mentioned throughout the book. Hard work, fear of God, respect for spouse, foresight, encouragement, care for others, concern for the poor, wisdom in handling money. These qualities, when coupled with fear of God, lead to enjoyment, success, honor, and worth. Proverbs is very practical for our day because it shows us how to become wise, make good decisions, and live according to God's ideal. Not to the world's ideals, but to God's ideals. And so we put all those things together, and guess what? You're going to have a successful marriage. And you know what? We know, and you know, marriage takes work. I can't tell you how many couples, especially men, over the years that have said to me specifically, I want to ask them the question, do you want to be committed? to this marriage. Well, guess what? The answer came back, no, I don't want to be committed. What? I said, you don't want to be committed to this marriage? No. The person across the room said, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it and be with my friends and so forth. Well, why did you get married then? Because now, I'm not, no one's saying you can't be with your friends, but now there's a priority taking place here and that's with your significant other. And so, isn't it amazing how sometimes we don't want to work at something unless it benefits us? But when it benefits two of us, that's when teamwork comes together. And that's what's really, really important here. So, we're going to be looking at that. And uh, I'm so excited, so glad that you joined this podcast. And we're going to do our very, very best to give you all the great tools that uh, you can use. And uh, again, feel free to, to give me an email. Also, brooksron at yahoo.com. If you have any questions or concerns, uh, something I said, something I didn't say, I'll try to make it right. And uh, so I just want to say, God bless you all. I love you so much and continue to make your marriage strong.